I'll just follow. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Bruce Buffer, everyone. Uh, this man needs little to no introduction. Uh, he is the official Octagon announcer for the UFC, president and CEO of the Buffer Partnership, uh, creator of the award-winning Punter's Chance Bourbon, and the It's Time clone as well as the host of the It's Time podcast. Um, and he is also the co-founder of Millions.co, uh, the leading social commerce and video platform connecting the sports world. Uh, Mr. Buffer, it, it's a pleasure to have you on, and thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you. My pleasure, too. I appreciate you having me on, Kevin. And um, what can I say? Memorial Day weekend, we all had our barbecue and God knows how many mojitos. And now it's time to get back to work. 100 percent, 100 percent. Again, it's, it's great to have you. So um, I, the first question, um, Mr. Buffer, so uh, our brand's mission is to allow entrepreneurs and leaders like yourself to express their passion for sports and um, emphasize the similarities and, and synergies in sports that um, that it can bring despite like different career paths. So we saw you did the uh, pregame announcement for the Raiders first home game last year at Allegiant Stadium. Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about how you became a, a fan of the Raiders and, and grew a passion for the NFL. Well, I've always had a passion for the NFL. I mean, I'm from Philadelphia originally. So uh, I was raised in Texas and Philadelphia. I was a cowboy fan for a while, but Philadelphia is really my hometown. I moved from there to Malibu, California when I was 15. But once a a Phillies fan, once an Eagles fan, always an Eagles fan, always a Phillies fan, always a Flyers fan. But I've always liked the Raiders. And honestly, what happened is, I always say honestly, I'm always honest. Unless you play poker with me, then I'm going to lie through my teeth because I want all your money. Yeah, that's that's dangerous then. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what happened was they were playing at the beginning and they were playing my voice saying it's time which is not allowed because it's a trademark. You have to get a license for me to do that. That's part of the process. Same thing I did with let's get ready to rumble. I mean, Coca-Cola is not going to let you use their symbol, you know, on your advertising. It's just business. So I called them up and uh, we came to an agreement, uh, gave them a license. And then they said, listen, when we go to Vegas, we're going to want you to, you know, appear. And I said, well, hey, when you do that, let me know. So uh, when they got to Vegas about two months before the season, last season, I called them up or I sent them an email and they said, we were just about to contact you. And, and it was just, they were, they stuck to their word. And I came out of Monday night football or Sunday night football. And, um, and it was, it was Monday or Sunday. I think it was Monday night football yeah. and uh, opened it up and just everybody went crazy. And it was like the most amazing thing. It's one thing to announce in front of 15, 20,000 people at a UFC event, which is unbelievable. I can't even explain that. Um, the most I've ever announced in front of was 45,000, 55,000 when I blew my knee in, in Canada, announcing George St. Pierre and Jake Shields, obviously a memorable night for me, and as well as everybody else. And then, um, but 80,000, 70,000 people in a football stadium when you're, you know, seeing myself on the videotrons and it's just amazing. So I, I came back, I did every home game. I couldn't do one because I had COVID and that was the one against the Philadelphia Eagles. So I missed that uh, one. Um, but uh, all being said, they just, we just had a conversation last week and I'm back for this season and I'm a teammate now I'm on the team. So all good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Hey, congratulations again. I mean, my Super Bowl ring. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, this year, they could, uh, what, what do you think about this year? They got Devontae Adams. They could. Uh... You know what? It's on any given Sunday. It's it's just like a fight. Anybody can win at any given time. None of us know how the season's going to pan out till about week eight when you see everybody's, you know, blending in. But it's anybody's game. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. 
Um, you know, it's great, great to hear a little bit more about that fandom. Uh, one thing I did want to get to is, you know, you're obviously an entrepreneur. You have started a number of business, uh, you know, opportunities and created opportunities for yourself, um, Bruce. Um, so I was curious, like you, you, you grew up um, being a mixed martial artist. You studied judo. You were a green belt. When you got out of school, was there ever a conflict of interest between MMA and going into the traditional business route? And how are you able to navigate those next steps? Well, it was actually later in life because um, I've been involved in martial arts, you know, since I was 12. Like you said, I started in judo. I got a second degree black belt in Tonksudo, the Korean style, Chuck Norris's original style. And I kickboxed for a number of years and I dabbled in other uh, areas, but I kickboxed very heavily. And um, I tried to have, I wanted to have one pro fight, just say I had it. And then training and everything else. And I got concussed twice and I had to stop. So I was and doctor looked at me, he said, are you making money doing this? I go, no, I make plenty of money doing what I do over here. He said, well, then stop this. No more, no more shots to the head. Keep training if you want, but just no more fighting. So I took that message very seriously and um, saved it for when I needed it for real and just continue to train and uh, mixed martial arts back then it was, you know, movie-wise, it was Chuck Norris and Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Steven Seagal, you know, Bruce Lee in my early days. And the reason I love kickboxing so much is that with all the fighting I'd done in my private life, you know, in the street or on the beach or whatever, like all of us go through, or we don't go through. I wanted to fight for real, so that's why I got into kickboxing. No offense against point fighting and e-palm striking and karate kid and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But I wanted to do it for real. I wanted to do Knock somebody out or get knocked out. So I just got into it very heavily. When UFC started, I got my brother to start doing it uh, back in 96. I got in in three events and then I convinced them. Long story cut short, after I co-started on Friends, I convinced the owner, Robert Meyerowitz, who sold it to Dana White, that um, I've been asking for the job for a year and a half. I have the media contacts to help him build the sport even more than he had. They People were afraid of UFC back then, of the name Ultimate Fighting. They're afraid of that. And um, I said, listen, let me grow with you as the announcer. It's like the fifth time I asked. I said, it's the last time I'm going to ask. We're on the set of Friends. I go, I'm starring on the biggest comedy show now on TV as myself with John McCarthy and Tank Abbott, John Favreau, and all the Friends people. And, you know, it's like, stop screwing around. I feel like right. a girl waiting to be asked to the prom. You know, yeah. it's like, let's, let's make a date, right? Best poker hand I ever played. Right. And then I announced every show from then nonstop. You know, whatever it took to get there, I got there. And uh, I have a backup announcer, a fine gentleman named Joe Martinez. He'll step in when I'm not there seven or eight times a year and does an excellent job doing what he does. And then I come back to work, you know, so it's all good. And all yeah. No, that's that's awesome. So how were you able to, uh, you know, get the audition for for friends? And, um, you know, I guess after I was, that it wasn't even an audition. They they basically called me up. Wow. And um, Robert Meyer was said they wanted a real person to uh, be the announcer and they wanted to come down and pick up tape and video from me, which they did on a Monday. And they called me back at about six o'clock at night and said, be on the set at uh, six in the morning, tomorrow morning to rehearse all day and then film on Wednesday. Wow. So that was it. That's it was awesome. originally going to be a voiceover announcer. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, what, what a story, right? I mean, it, it was one of the That's Hollywood. Yeah. That's Hollywood. It, 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 I mean, it's, probably one of the greatest shows of all time, probably one of the greatest series of all time. Um, you know, do you ever, did you have any connection with, with, uh, you know, some of the cast members on the show and, um, you know, do you guys ever reflect on, you know, your careers now? No, you know, it's, uh, we met everybody back then. Everybody was really, really nice. Um, uh, Matt LeBlanc was the only one that wasn't on the set during rehearsal. 
but everybody was nice and you know it's a movie set. You, you see each other on set you rehearse right uh if you have lunch or whatever but it was one day so there was really no time to really bond with anybody other than the people that were there yeah, but i've been sure. on many movie sets i grew up in malibu trust me i i my best friend one of my best one of my good friends was uh my best friend was steve mcqueen's kid chad the famous actor but also steve mcqueen was a good friend of mine for the last six years of his life and I go on and on and on. You know, when you grow up and you're you're squeezing tomatoes beside the, some celebrity in a market, very few people really stand out to me. I will say that Steve McQueen did when I met yeah. him for the first time. There's no question. I was I was definitely in awe. Yeah. But then when we became friends, it's like, hey, he bleeds and breathes just like I do. So that's one thing I learned about celebrities. Don't ever get caught up in their personal lives. Get caught up in their performances. They're be sometimes more than not be disappointing <laughs> than what you think they are in the street. For sure. For sure. No, that's uh no, that's great advice. And um, now, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that you, you love movies too. I, I know um, I was listening to your podcast with uh, Joe Diaz and you said you had uh, the, it's a wonderful life movie poster. I see the Dr. No uh, movie poster behind you. Um, you know, is, is that a collection that you still keep up with to this day? And um, did those appearances on those TV shows kind of influence that for you or? No, I've always been a movie buff. I was raised around um, a film and um, my dad was a movie buff and, and I was raised watching the greatest movies, movies every night, you know, it's just something. My whole house uh, to a large extent is all vintage movie posters leading in 1960 because they're very artistic, very, very art, very, very fine artwork, the way they made them, not like today. They're so cool today, but this is artwork. You know, whether it's War of the Worlds or Creature from the Black Lagoon or Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, it just makes for great artwork. And I never get tired of walking around my house. And investment. I mean, it's just uh, I collect sports memorabilia, movie vintage movie memorabilia, guns and artifacts. I don't hunt, but yeah. um, there's a lot of investment there, and and very very valuable stuff. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I, I know we're we're running short on time, so I want to be respectful of that. But um, I I know you know you, you know whether it's movie posters and, and collecting, and obviously in other business opportunities. Um, you know, obviously with the UFC, right, this must have been incredible for you to see grow over the years, um, you know, over, over your tenure, you and, and Mr. Rogan and, uh, you know, Dana, you know, you guys are like the longest uh, tenured uh, contractors uh, within the company still. Um, I, think I'm the, I think I'm the longest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean what, what's that like for you? I mean, you know, over these past couple of years and, and what would you say? Uh, do all three of you guys have in common being business partners for, for that long? You know, it's just passion for what we do, loving what we do. I mean, Joe certainly has a million opportunities that could take him away from the UFC. Um, I treat it as my base for everything I do in my life, whether it's, you know, puncher chance bourbon or my energy drink coming out in Cologne and all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm very proud of Puncher's Chance, won six gold medals, the fastest selling, highest rated new bourbon in America. It's fantastic. So, you know, it, it's just passion. It's like, you know, when you find something you love and you can monetize your passion, then you're, then you're not going to work. You're living a lifestyle. Right. And that's what I preach to people. If you can get to the point where you're actually living a lifestyle for yourself, then go for it, you know, enjoy it. Right. And that's what we do. Dana's very, uh, you know, he's made tremendous amounts of money. Uh, Joe's made tremendous amounts of money. We all do well, but you know, we're still traveling and doing what we do with USC because we love it. You know, Joe just does the pay-per-views domestically, not foreign. And I'm still all over the place. You know, they, when it happens in England, I just thought I was going to have a week off in July. Now I got four to five weekends doing UFCs because mm. one show I wasn't going to do is on ABC in Long Island, you know, the second week of July and I got to be there. Jeez. Or when London, you know, they don't, they, 
I am honored Asia London. They always want me there. So, right. No, if I don't make it. I'm sorry, guys. I need a week off once in a while too, but I used to bust my butt. And I still do to do every show. Trust me. For sure. Uh, and the whole travel aspect of throwing a tuxedo in a bag and being James Bond and going out there and finding a casino and coming home and all that kind of stuff. It's great, but the novelty's kind of worn off. It's work. Right. And especially in a COVID environment, took a lot of the zest out of it. Definitely. Do you find that being a tough balance? Because, you know, obviously you have a numerous amount of companies, you know, that are on the come up. Like, how, how do you balance that? You know, the day to day schedule of, of uh, you know, being an announcer and also, you know, being a CEO and founder of, of uh, a number of companies. Um, you know, I, I have, I've always sided myself. I try to side myself with the best business people with the best business acumen. And like in millions.co, the people, my co-founders, they're so brilliant. That thing is growing so fast and it's doing so well. My, my partners at Puncher's Chance are amazing. They were behind Cabo, Wabo, Tequila, Skinny Girl, Campari, um, Wild Turkey. You know, it's just, right. I have great partners. And then my cologne and my uh, energy product line is out of England and they're incredible too. So I sit back and, you know, I, I have a home office that I manage these companies all over the world from. And that's, right. that's it. You know, there's ways to do it. Thank God for their email and Zoom and yeah. the internet. And thank God for COVID in one respect that it taught people how to virtually do business, which I already knew. Right. And I just have expounded on it. And the cameos, you know, I do a lot of cameos. Yeah. I do a lot of videos through brucebuffer.com. People want birth of babies, championship intros, weddings, tons of tons and tons of weddings, which we do through brucebuffer.com. And um, that whole business grew three, 400%, you know, wow. just uh, so it's, it keeps us very busy. Uh, we get tears in our eyes at the thank you notes we get because it's just amazing how happy we're making people, which is what I'm all about. Sure. I got to charge a little coin. That's life. I charge less than I could charge. And I give, you know, partial proceeds to charities, animal, military, and children. So I'm trying to do everything I can to pay it forward to be a good person. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, I, I know you mentioned the cameos. Was, was there one outrageous request that, that comes to mind over the years? Uh, you know, when you get booked, uh, was there one that kind of sticks in mind? Um, uh, you know, I, I get so many different requests. I mean, one that I always find a kick out of is um, when people want to, one time a priest, a congregation in a church wanted me to introduce Jesus versus the devil, right? That went over big in a video. <laughs> that went over very yeah. big. That's yeah, that is out of the blue. I, I, I know I saw one um that you did for like breakups. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, like someone well, that one that one was not that I was tricked into that. I was duped into that. Oh, because really? the guy wrote me, yeah, he did not tell me he was breaking up with his girlfriend. Because I, 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 I'm not going to do that. That was a mistake. And yeah, I went viral everywhere and actually made the business even more so. But um, he was like, you know, it, it's, it seemed like it was like she's getting a new job. She was moving into a new home, you know, right. trying to move on, <laughs> meaning whatever. And then it came out like a breakup. And I publicly oh. apologized to her and told her to call me because I need to do a video for her to give to him. <laughs> oh man <laughs> i mean that that probably helped business though i mean you know for uh you know your profile and society's weird out there people love that kind of stuff you know it's like yeah i made it very popular but that's not me i'm not into to hurting Absolutely. i don't hurt people i i motivate and make people feel good for sure but it, you know, is what it is a little mistake on my part believe me a lot of people get duped right yeah i know <laughs> when you're I, on cameo you get those chris make sure you're make sure you know you're recording before you record it definitely 100 percent um how are we on time uh bruce I got like five more minutes. So I've got to get on to another call. Okay. That's fine. Um, sounds great. Um, yeah, no, and again, we, we saw a cameo. We, we saw a number of, 
uh, you know, business opportunities, I, I guess to, uh, you know, sort of wrap it up is, um, you know, being the entrepreneur that you are and being the announcer that you are and the icon that you are with UFC, um, you know, what, what is it that you're most proud of, you know, as far as, um, you know, who you've become over the years, you know, obviously you've been successful in a number of different fields, which, which of those would you say, you know, whether it's puncher's, puncher's chance or, um, you know, whatever it may be, what, what would you say is, um, you know, something that you're most proud of? Well, I'm, I'm most proud of everything I've done, but I mean, in respect to, you know, the whole thing, and think about it, the UFC, obviously I'm very proud of because I'm very proud of what I did with my brother because I, you know, basically met him late in life and became his manager and his partner and mm. uh, took the fortitude and the, and the foresight to trademark those five words properly and build it into what we build it into with him. The UFC, I'm very proud of about because, I mean, how many times can you say that you were involved in a sport that was created mm. and then came to mainstream fruition, right? Right. So I'm very, very proud that I've been involved in that. I'm, like we said, the longest tenure of anybody. Um, definitely sacrificed a lot and went through a lot to get it to where I got today with that. Very proud of all that happened. The relationships are created out of it, you know, whether it's with Dana and the people I work with, which are amazing. So I'm, I kiss the ground every day I wake up saying I'm voice of the octagon. I love that. But I have to prove myself every time I walk in the octagon, I deserve it. So every night is my first night, every night. And I got to prove that I deserve that job. And that's the way it, that's the way it'll be. That's why I'm so passionate about what I do, whether I'm feeling good that night or my body's aching or my knee's blown or my back's out or I got laryngitis. Right. It doesn't matter. You'll never know. I got, I got to get the show done, right? Right. So um, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I have these opportunities and I have the ability to uh, manage them and, and I'm given the chance to do what I do. But, you know, life's not about waiting for things to happen. It's about making it happen. So you got to figure out what you want. You got to go after it. And that's what makes up the 2% people that are the leaders in this world. And, you know, 100% of people fantasize about their goals, think about and dream about them, but really only 2% put them into real action. Mm. You know, uh, well, you want the, when I talk about the leaders, but life's like a pyramid. You got the followers in the bottom, the leaders on the top, vice presidents, family, whether it's granddad, parents, kids, everything. But the base is most important. Everybody's important in that. So right. whether the, the people... Uh, answering your phone, shipping your boxes, doing the sales work, leading up to the CEOs that are running everything. Everybody is important. Right. So I treat everybody equal in life, everybody, but we have to decide. You got to realize what you want to do and go for it. Once you decide what you want to do. Absolutely. What, what What's uh, one quality you, you would say if that goes part of that? Like if you could name more consistency, quality. consistency, mm. believing in yourself and consistency. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Mr. Buffer, Bruce Buffer, everyone, um, the man, the myth, the legend, extremely grateful to, to have him on today. And it really is a true honor. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you the best with, with all your opportunities, your business opportunities. I'm going to continue listening to your podcast and, you. uh, you know, uh, I, I'm really excited to, uh, do this right up on, on your story, um, Bruce and, um, yeah, I hope you do well and it's time. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's always time. It's time. For it's, sure. time. Well, it's time to have a great day and have a great week. So do exactly that. Okay. hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you, Bruce. And have a great day. Best of luck. All right, All right Kevin, you too. You take care buddy. All right.